0: Hey everyone, I'm Audio Nerd 64, and I am Big Nakruma, and we are your gamer friends. This week we are locking on with Battlefield 5, Cyberpunk 2077, Fortnite. And that's it. Short list.
1: <laughs> There's not a lot of news right now. That's yeah, fine. These past two weeks in nerddom, we're talking about The Witcher coming to Netflix, Captain Marvel, Iron Fist the Joker movie and Adventure Times finale. Ooh. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. In the home screen, we are talking PUBG. Shocking. Destiny 2's year two expansion, Forsaken. Shocking. And Sony's latest and greatest addition into the superhero genre video games, Spider Man.
1: Spider Man. Why do you do that? I don't know. I just really like it. (sighs) I don't understand. Spider-Man. Spider-Man does whatever a Spider-Man does. And I think with that, it would
0: be an appropriate time to log on.
1: Yes. uh, We're going to first start out the show with an apology to George. Uh, George, you were correct in the bonus episode. Last week, um, where you said that it was every 25 motes, there was an invasion.
0: I think we should just play the tape here. Hmm. Harp sound. It's called the Prime Evil, and it is a giant, like, three health bar yellow bar
1: that you have to kill to win the round. It's like a boss. and the, Like a raid boss.
0: Yeah, sort of like a raid boss. little. Obviously a little less powerful, but still not an easy fight nonetheless and I believe it's every what is it twenty
1: five kill or every twenty five motes you get to go through the portal every thirty so George, uh I was wrong mm-hmm. and I apologize <laughs> <laughs> It's funny that's really it. I don't think it's very funny either, but you know, it's whatever. There it is. Battlefield Five is switching some things up. Apparently so. Uh, I heard
0: that the demo was Booty. okay. Oh, <laughs> Jack I've seen liked a it. full
1: th- list of complaints. I think Jack liked it. Tommy did not like it at all. Who's Tommy? Tommy is a clan member, one of Jake's friends. Ah. Um... Who's Jake? Jake Jake is my brother. I don't feel like you've introduced him yet. I think my brother has been mentioned. Okay. Moving on, uh, Battlefield Five has some interesting news. Uh, First and foremost, the game has been pushed back a full month uh, coming out in November. Probably to get out of the crosshairs of Red Dead Redemption. But, I don't know, it probably has... Also a lot to do with the fact that the game has not been getting uh, the most support from the fans in the lead up to its launch.
0: Well, yeah, there was a the whole, oh my God, it is women situation. Yes, women did ruin the game. <sighs> so what are the complaints with the demo? Why are people not liking it? Because I have a sneaking suspicion it's not the women in the game.
1: No, it's just kind of buggy. It's buggy, and it's buggy in a way that makes it difficult for some of the hardcore players to enjoy the game. There's a huge thread on the subreddit right now about what all the problems are, and Mm -hmm. it's a pretty significant list. And considering that this beta is, in my opinion, basically a demo of what's coming, I, I I don't know. That's
0: actually kind of disappointing, especially since they were just like, well, you know what? You fuckers don't even need to play this game. And apparently no one wants to.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've got a few folks who have have experienced it for themselves. And it's not like it's bad. No one, I think, is saying that it's bad. But I guess for the hardcore. Yeah, I haven't gotten into it yet. I do plan on jumping into it before the beta is over. I just have so much else to do. (laughs)
0: That's right. That's right. Well, here's hoping that they get this shit together. It would be nice if the game that was just, you know, you're going to talk all that talk, you better walk all that walk.
1: Yes, very much so.
0: So Fortnite decided to remind us that it's a very weird game yet again Hmm. by dropping a giant purple cosmic cube on the map. It's just right there. It's just right there. You know what the thing is about Fortnite is when they do this weird shit, aren't people like in the middle of not getting, like a battle royale, like people are trying not to get shot by other people. I don't, does everyone just like stop
1: and looks at the cube? I don't know. Do they all gather by the cube? Like some weird. I feel like once the novelty of the cube wears off for you, then you ignore it. And you just keep going.
0: Yeah. About your business.
1: So, you know, a streamer waits or a YouTuber waits until people move on. And then they go look at it. I don't know. We watched a video with someone who was very close. Very interested, just hitting the thing. Hanging out there. No one came to bother them. Maybe weird. Maybe you just land there.
0: Maybe. But I feel like like that would be that. I see that and I'm like, oh, this is like a red crate. I'm just going to go over there and just snipe. Yeah, but the cube doesn't do anything. No, people the cube doesn't do, but it attracts people. It's yeah, like a, fair it's a enough. fly trap. Fortnite fly trap.
1: I don't know. We all know that I prefer a different battle royale game. And yes. so um, the one thing that I do find very interesting about it is just again, we've talked about this before, but the way that Fortnite is able to keep the game mode fresh because with PUBG it really relies on new maps and new weapons and yes Fortnite does have new weapons that come in and I know they release at least one uh different map from the main map but you know generally speaking it's the same game every single time you play um Of course, there's a lot of novelty to that and that's why it's so popular and that's why it's so fun, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, just as a game mode. But in terms of keeping it fresh, I really appreciate, you know, what they did with the Meteor Strike last time and now what they're doing with the Cosmic Cube. Who knows what's going to end up happening, but clearly it's going to alter the game in some way. And I think that that's fun and exciting and keeps people interested and keeps people engaged in a way that okay, I'm going to come back and play on the new map uh, for PUBG or, or try out some of the new weapons, but I, I don't have a vested interest in what the long-term change is going to look like because the meta just feels very different.
0: Well, I guess PUBG doesn't really have a meta. Uh,
1: I mean, it, it definitely has a meta based on what gets nerfed and what gets buffed and all that kind of stuff. Like, I, I wouldn't have been looking for a vector a few months ago, Mm. but now every game I look for a vector because it's really good. So in that sense, I think it has a meta, but the aggressive, like trying to figure out what comes next part of a game that some games have and other games don't, uh, PUBG doesn't, and Fortnite has found a way to have, which I think is really interesting. Hmm. Well, there it is. Um, Before we talk about the last piece of news on our list for the week. Um, I did want to just take some time to uh, discuss some of the aftermath of the Jacksonville shooting um, a few weeks ago. Uh, First and foremost, we now know that there's some lawsuits going on against EA in terms of, you know, culpability, Mm -hmm. basically, I guess there was not a big security presence and, you know, Maybe you should have security for these types of big public events. It's sad that we have to think that way about a Madden tournament. Yeah. But here we are. Um, Beyond that, uh, Pam Bondi, who is the trash bag attorney general of Florida, has decided that uh, video games in general are the problem. Uh, and that that's the reason for all of the mass shootings everywhere ever uh, and this is just proof of that you know I
0: feel the the video the violent video games argument came up a lot uh, in the aftermath of this, and I don't really get it because it was a football game it was it was a sports game i mean i
1: <laughs> listen it's just I get the line of attack. I just think it's easy, cheap, and stupid. It's been disproven. You know, it's, if it were really a problem, there would be way more of this going on, I think, because I think so many more people are playing video games now and violent video games at that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's clearly not what it is. And there's, There's a lot of discussion that needs to be had around mental health. There's a lot of discussion that needs to be had around toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of discussion that needs to be had about U.S. individualism and gun culture. I don't think any of that has to do with the video games that we are consuming. Because we're not the only country in the world playing violent video games. But we are the only country in the world with a mass shooter epidemic.
0: Yeah, that just seems to be the go-to excuse. And, like, I agree. I think that we need to have more general conversations around just gaming culture. Like, all these topics with... Like, I feel like gamers need to be having these conversations surrounding, like, toxicity, masculinity, this, that, and the third. And I would just encourage us to, like, you know, keep striving to have those conversations. I mean, I, you know, I read that uh, the perpetrator actually was, like, at the event and, like, loss, and that's, like, why he did what he did. Yeah. Um So even just, like, losing and, like, sportsmanship, you know, that... I think that's all toxic masculinity. It is all toxic masculinity, but I don't think it's, like, not helpful to package that into, like, mm-hmm. this is what this means specifically in, like, this community. Yeah. Um You know, baby steps. So... You know, we saw a lot of really good conversation. Like I said, Um, you know, we just gotta try to keep striving to make things better.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, For our last piece of news, the E3 gameplay walkthrough of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven was very briefly on the internet post E3, and then it got removed everywhere. So very quickly, yeah, very quickly. I did not get to watch really any. any big part of it, any big chunk, like just the first little bit. And I was like, oh, I can come back to this. I can watch it whenever. Uh, And then, no. You thought. (laughs) Uh, It did just finally get posted. uh, And we watched it. I'm just happy that they decided to drop it. Yeah.
0: Um, This game, even if it doesn't come out for another like five years, is, it's, they're gonna do it again. They're gonna make another game of the generation. They're gonna make another game of the year. It's plural. This is gonna be a classic. And I'm mad that like I have to, I like watch this 45 minute video and I'm like, I don't know. Because like when we started, I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, are they gonna do it? I who know? I don't know. Is it gonna be that good? It's amazing.
1: I just want more. I want more of the world. I want to know... I want the game. How all of... I want to know the lore of what, you know, led to, first of all, North California being a republic. Um. Second of all, uh, how this body modification just came to be commonplace to the point where everyone is basically turning into a cyborg. You
0: just uh,
1: strap in and... Yeah. Arm. like That's wild that yeah. she's just like, okay, cool. Put this thing in my arm now. I think what I found most impressive about it was uh, the detailing of the city and what they said the city does. Uh, they mm-hmm. said that there's a day and night cycle and that every single NPC goes to work and then has activities that they do and they're programmed to be doing something all day for the day and night cycle. That is phenomenal.
0: Yeah, it's like you're playing the game, but also people are playing all the NPCs in their own version of The Sims <laughs> while you're playing the game.
1: Yeah. It's impressive. It, it's it's one of the things that I, I know a lot of games really struggle with. GTA 5, for instance, if they had a system like this and they were able to really populate the city of Los Santos, mm-hmm. I mean it would be a very, very different game. I remember when it got upgraded from 360 to Xbox One, mm-hmm. they increased the amount of traffic and the and the number of NPCs that were just out and about, and it still feels pretty sparse. Mm-hmm. At, at least for what L.A. should feel like. Right, right. So I think this is really promising to the point where I've seen it asked if this is even going to be on this gen of hardware. Ooh, that, wow. Yeah. Is it? I, I don't know. We don't know. Oh,
0: my God. There's no
1: release date, and so there's no console list either. So, you know, I don't think it's going to be an exclusive. I think it's going to be cross-platform. But, oh,
0: yeah. But,
1: you know, we're, we're already hearing rumors about the next Microsoft console uh, with, true. from the cloud and everything like that. I, I think it's very possible that this is a next-gen game, and we don't know it's next-gen yet. Hmm. Maybe several of the E3 games from this year, like Ghost of Tsushima, look how good that looks. Yeah. It might also be next gen. Who knows?
0: Who knows? I didn't even think about that. Maybe it's just time to get that gaming PC. So I'm always current gen. <laughs> there are no gens.
1: I not know. If you have not seen it, I would certainly uh, encourage you to go check it out. It's definitely going to be rated M. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So just FYI,
0: just FYI, that the dialogue was a little funny to me. And what was the what was the character's name? like your buddy, Jamie, I think. A Little bit of a stereotype. Oh, what a yeah, what a lot of bit of a stereotype. But can't be yeah. perfect, right? I mean,
1: especially after that tweet. Mm-hmm. But what are you gonna do?
0: You know, they they can't be perfect. But I'm still very excited.
1: One thing that I'm just conceptually interested in, regardless of 2077 specifically, is like, why is there no version of a future society that's not completely dystopian? (laughs) Like, what does it say about our collective consciousness as a species that we cannot envision a future in which everything is fine?
0: think people do that I just don't think they would make for compelling dark video games
1: I don't know it doesn't need to be dark but even if it is dark like that could be the compelling part of it that everything's fine and then things take this dark turn you have to fix it
0: maybe you should become a game developer no (laughs) (laughs) I don't have time for the abuse fair enough fair enough yeah, I just it's so interesting to me that they are like just throwing out this demo with absolutely no indicators of when it's going to come out. They're going to be like you're going to get this when you get this and it's going to be amazing and you're all going to love it and you're not going to shut up about it for like the next 5 years. And in this way, I do think that CD Project Red is like the Beyoncé of game development. Oh, I think I think that is the most appropriate comparison to make. Wow, Because they have, you know, The Witcher 3 was like, is The Witcher 3? They're like, oh my God, The Witcher 3. I feel like that was like their four, you know? It's like, this is the game that's going to be looked back upon as amazing. You know, it's, 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 you know we're not going to maybe like appreciate it for what it was in the time that it came out. But we're going to look back and be like, oh my God, this game is what really changed the game, and I think CD Projekt Red, is going to have their self-titled phase with Cyberpunk 2077. And I'm excited for that. I'm here to just, you know, they can surprise drop it whenever the fuck they want. And I will be there. I will, I will buy it immediately, to be honest. I don't, I don't even have to look at anything else. I could have honestly looked at the first five minutes of this trailer and be like, oh, this is what we're doing? I need to make sure I have a fund ready to have, you know, the $100, you know, for the deluxe edition, just ready to go. Mm. And, you know, I'm really excited for this. I'm also really excited for the lemonade phase. So I think this is just great. You know? This
1: extended metaphor is really committed.
0: It it's is. Because th- that's what I do. Yeah. I take my metaphors Very seriously, seriously, especially extended metaphors. Wow. So. Um,
1: <laughs> well, CD Projekt Red is not just working on Cyberpunk 2077, although I actually have no idea if they are working on this, but we're going to switch over to these past two weeks in NerdDub and oh, that's right. about Henry Cavill being cast as Geralt on The Witcher for Netflix.
0: Yeah. Um, that's all we know about it, right?
1: Yes, that is basically all we know. Um, but I think it's interesting. He apparently did a good job of Mission Impossible, which I still haven't seen.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. You wanted to see that one. You got to use your uh, what was it Alamo Draft yeah. House free,
1: mm-hmm. free movie? Why am
0: I not signed up for that? I want free
1: movies. I don't know. This sounds like a personal issue. It is a personal issue. Hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. I I don't know about making video games into TV shows. I feel like that's what a video game is for. <laughs> <laughs> True. But
0: I mean, hey, we do it to books, so I guess video games is the next logical... uh, I suppose. Medium to medium thing. I don't know. Oh, well. I mean, I actually, I still have not played any of the Witcher games, so I don't know any of the story. But we'll see. Maybe I'll just watch it on Netflix. So that way I don't have to play the game.
1: It's very standard (laughs) i don't know that the storytelling was necessarily i mean it was let me not let me not it's it's just you know there's only so much you can do with medieval like magic stuff fair enough it's just like game of thrones at a certain point Mm -hmm. you know game of thrones lord of the rings one of the two yeah um in other news um Joker is having some turmoil. I'm talking about the one with the good actors, since there's two, right?
0: Yeah. I thought you were going to say the Joker movie was having daddy issues. Oh. That would have been funny. Why would it have been funny? Alec Baldwin was set to play Batman's dad. Oh. And he's the issue.
1: Oh. It's a, it's a daddy issue. I get it. Now I get it. I genuinely I I you yeah. know yeah. it was too good too it good was of a joke too good of a joke too good of a joke Um okay <laughs>
0: So what Alec Baldwin was set to play Batman's dad in this movie
1: on a Tuesday
0: on a Tuesday
1: and then on a Wednesday he was out he was gone I don't understand what's happening <laughs> why there are two Joker movies why One has esteemed actor Joaquin Phoenix, and one has... um, I feel like you could
0: also say esteemed actor Jared Leto.
1: What has he... But why
0: would you... What what has he
1: done that's esteemed?
0: Dallas Buyers Club? I thought that
1: was Matthew McConaughey. Oh, God. Was Jared Leto in it?
0: I thought I'm like are we getting our white men mixed up it's very possible we're our white <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> which I mean the role is problematic to begin with but I'm pretty sure it was Jared Leto
1: <laughs> he was in it but Matthew McConaughey was also in it uh, we're googling things again yeah, he was Matthew McConaughey was the lead. He was just in it.
0: Oops. Okay, so we didn't get
1: anyone confused. Whatever, it doesn't matter. What matters no. is that Joaquin Phoenix is going to be the Joker. That's right. One of them. One of one because of many. many. Two.
0: Multiple Jokers. Multiple timelines <coughs> in the DC movie extended universe. You know, why they call it the extended universe? It's very fucking stupid. Very extended. <laughs> <laughs>
1: DC, please get your shit together.
0: I mean, you're asking. Oh, they're streaming comics, TV shows, movies service thing came out. Oh. I don't
1: care. I don't care either. Um, I didn't I, see a free
0: trial, so I guess I'm not watching Titans.
1: <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. if If they have all their animated movies on there... I am interested, actually. I take it back.
0: I would see Death of Superman. That apparently was really good. All right.
1: Bye. There's a lot of really good DC animated. One of uh, the DC animated movies is one of my favorite superhero movies. Um, the one they're basing the Flash movie on. Flashpoint Paradox.
0: That was really good.
1: Yeah. That's the only reason why I'm excited for the Flash movie. So, yeah. I might, I might need to check out what's actually on there. Uh, thanks for letting me know. You're welcome. You know I don't pay attention to DC. No, I, no. (laughs) Um, Also what I kind of don't pay attention to, but maybe I should have been paying attention to, I don't know, is Adventure Time. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a good show. I've seen a lot of it, but not enough of it to really know the story. And certainly not in order. No.
0: Chase is really big in on it. I'm sure he cried with everyone else at the finale.
1: Yeah, so spoiler alert for the finale. Um, There were some bubblegum drop lesbians. Woo! Lesbians are everywhere in comic and animated universes these days. They are. And I'm happy for them. You know, just infiltrate. It's the gay agenda. It is the gay agenda. <laughs> <laughs> Be seen <laughs> as equal. The gay agenda. <laughs> Be visible stuff.
0: without dying. Have a happy ending. Oh, my God. Wow. Wild stuff. Happy ending lesbians. <gasps> the 1940s called. <laughs> and they're hella upset right now.
1: Yeah, so I don't know the context of this at all, I gotta say. Yeah, me neither. But I'm just really happy to see lesbians. Um, and... Happy. It's great. I mean, I knew that they were into each other. And I knew that it was like... people. I, I, I
0: think shipped them.
1: Yes. But... It was a bisexual, lesbian situation.
0: Mm-hmm, hmm
1: Because Princess Gumdrop, you know, was like, you know, fucking with Finn a little bit. Oh. Didn't even know that. Yes. Right. Well, now we know. Yes, now we do know. Um, and kudos to the Adventure Time team for for doing that. Yeah. And making it official.
0: Making it official and finishing a show. Yeah. Which I feel like it's not something that... And finishing it gracefully. I feel like it's not something that... We're used to these days. Everyone's like, sequel, another sequel, trilogy. Let's sign this up for seventy-two episodes. Yeah, the freaking morning ended mm-hmm. like another season. I'd be perfectly fine with
1: it, but whatever. <laughs> let's not even go there. Nope. Um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, apparently, uh, Iron Fist dropped, and I only got an email about it. Y'all hear something? Mm. Iron who? I know, it's
0: bad. Season what? Could you just imagine like being a showrunner for that show, working as hard as you did to make it so that way it didn't suck as much as the first one? And then to be completely overshadowed. Not even by a trailer. <laughs> But some set photos and a cover from Entertainment Weekly. Could you you imagine? I feel so bad for them.
1: Bree said, let's break the internet. And what she really meant was, let's break Iron Fist's marketing. (laughs) Because fuck them. I have not heard a whisper about Iron Fist since... The rumors of Captain Marvel material coming and all the whispers about Iron Fist were super early reviews that were like, it's not as bad as the first season.
0: Yeah. I mean I, I didn't to be honest, I don't think I even watched the trailer. I knew that the trailer came out, but I was like, uh, I don't care. I
1: didn't watch it either.
0: And then this just came out. To me, I don't even remember seeing the trailer on any official Marvel channels. Like it really the only place that I follow Marvel as a whole it's just on Instagram I don't remember seeing it there I remember people talking about it and then it just came out and I was like what?
1: I literally only knew it came out because Netflix sent me an email (sighs) no that's the only that's the only way I knew my my timeline wasn't talking about it you know the only reason
0: why I knew was because you said something I was like yeah what? Iron Fist isn't here yet what are you talking about?
1: So we're going to watch it. I mean, we have to. We're too deep into the MCU. Not to. At least the Netflix version.
0: I'm just here for Misty.
1: Yeah, you know, I I always am happy to see Misty scowl at someone and shake her head. I
0: hope she's happier in, the, in this. <laughs> Cause she literally was like mad, pissed off, annoyed the entire season. I just like want some joy.
1: She had no smiles, not at
0: cage. all, none.
1: Not even a press photo. No, nothing. No, just a scowl. Getting a paid to scowl.
0: I mean, I take the check. The scowl.
1: I'm excited to see her and Colleen. Just like hanging out and doing stuff. That was one of the best scenes of Luke Cage.
0: Hopefully pass some Bechdel tests. Yes. We'll see. Let's pass those tests. Let's pass those tests with women of color. That's um, the, you know, I got it. I gotta, I gotta, because I, I was thinking about this, because I remember we were talking about like, we were like, oh, I really wish, you know, those Netflix niggas was in Infinity War. hmm And you were saying it would have been perfect for like the scene in Washington Square Park. And I was like, you know what, honestly, I didn't even need all that. I just needed a cameo. I don't care if I watch one of them niggas turn to dust. It would just would have been nice. <laughs> to acknowledge them. <laughs> to acknowledge them. And, you know, apparently head of Marvel, Kevin. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I'm just going to call him Kev. It's Feige. Feige? Yeah. Okay. Kev <laughs> <laughs> doesn't like the TV properties. And you know what? I got to say. The one thing that I really appreciate about the TV properties is that they have packed in more POC, more black people, more women. In just, and like, I remember like watching, maybe it was uh, I can't I think it was Jessica Jones. And it was just like, it was like Colleen and No, I'm sorry, not Colleen. It was Claire, Homeboy, you know, Jessica Jones, psychic, whose name I cannot remember right now. Marcus? Marcus? I think Marcus. It's Marcus. Sure, Marcus. And some other nigga, and they were all talking. And I was like, "Wow, this is the first time in a Marvel property I've just seen people of color in a scene together. Like, there's no white people in this scene. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, it had and like the amount of POC and amount of women that they've packed into whatever like the year or two years that the Netflix properties have been out is exponentially higher than what Marvel has done on the movie side. So.
1: Isn't this the end of the third year of the Marvel properties?
0: All right. So in three years, they packed a whole lot of women and a whole lot of niggas in their shows. And the MCU is now just like, oh, 10 years in, let's get some women leads, finally. Yeah. So suck it.
1: (laughs) Well, we'll see how um that was a tangent. <laughs> we'll see how that goes for <laughs> Iron Fist. In addition to the Bechtel test, I hope it passes the Mako Mori test as well. Oh, I don't know that one. What's that? The Miko Mori test is the one that came after the one that came after the first Pacific rim. There is a woman of color lead. Uh, I don't know the actress's name. Um, so forgive me. But she was awesome and kick-ass and amazing. But her entire story ended up boiling down to, uh, one, ending up as a love interest, and two, um, really being much more two-dimensional than some of the other characters. And so the mm. Mako Mori test is more than just the Bechtel test in terms of women talking to each other about something other than a man. But our the women and hopefully women of color being given agency that does not ultimately end up as a set piece or set dressing for a male main character. Got it. So like Gamora in Infinity War passes the Mikomori test. Oh, she does. But I don't think that she would pass the Mikomori test in like Guardians of the Galaxy, the original.
0: Hmm. Uh. Explain more, please. How does she pass it in Infinity War? Because I feel like she's only talking about Thanos the whole time.
1: I think the reason why she passes it in Infinity War is because she's a critical piece of the puzzle that everyone cares about, and her impact on the team is ultimately what leads them to failure. Uh, her, the loss of her the loss of her character was just too much for, um, for Star Lord. And Mm -hmm. I think that that speaks to her importance and her own staying power. She is a tool of a male main character. So maybe you could argue with me that that it doesn't pass. But I think that, you know, that's just a plot point. I don't think that she existed to do this. You know what I mean? The whole reason for her character is not to be a deus ex machina. Whereas Mako Mori... In Pacific Rim, if you took her out and replaced her with a man um, who had an equally generic story and was just a supporting character, it like it would have been the same thing. They just wouldn't have kissed in the end. Okay. Okay. But Gamora is Gamora. Right. Yeah, okay, I get it. I get that. But she's Gamora now. She wasn't necessarily Gamora in Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. I get that. So I'm sure there are other examples that I could have used that are a little clearer. Um, but, you know, that's basically, that's basically what it is. Is, okay. is the character fully fleshed out and their own person and not just a plot device? Yeah, I see that. And some people can be really badass plot devices. Mm, okay, I feel you. But that doesn't mean they're any less of a plot device. All right. Like, um, here's a good example. Uh, Killmonger's girlfriend. In Black Panther, is
0: is would device. fail
1: the Mako Mori test. Yeah, she would. Pretty hard. Yeah, but Okoye and all the other women, I think, pass.
0: Right. Yeah, they would. That's. I saw a tweet that I what was it? Oh, Geeks of Color was doing like a live, um, tweeting of the Black of Black Panther because it's on Netflix now, and so I was like, "This is when I knew Killmonger was the villain when he shot his girlfriend." I was like,
1: "That's when you knew." <laughs> Are you sure that the tweet, did because I remember this, are you sure it didn't say when he choked the old lady after he got the powers because he disrespected an older black woman? I thought that was what the thing was. I, I, think, like that's what, I think that's, about
0: that's what you said. No. No, no, no. Wait, what? He shoots his girlfriend pretty, I mean, like, early. early. It was before. She shoots a girlfriend before that. That was before Wakanda.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, we know he's the bad guy because of context clues, but he doesn't do anything that I wouldn't do until then.
0: Shoot your significant
1: other in cold blood? Until then. Oh, okay. Um, He also
0: killed that white lady, but whatever. Speaking about white women, Captain Marvel. (laughs) 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 I hate you. That was funny. Captain, funny. (laughs) Captain Marvel.
1: I'm so right about alternate universes, by the way.
0: Her Please elaborate. Pilot,
1: her pilot homegirl is the mother of a young Avenger. That's right. So it's it's absolutely happening.
0: I just feel like they keep... I just hope it... Because I, I saw the tweets about it, too, and I hope it's right. Like, I like all these little seeds that they keep planning, like Miles Morales, mm-hmm. B and like all mm-hmm. these little... I like want them to pay off. I don't want them to just be like, here you go. It's but happening. Like the super fans. Young Avengers is happening. I, we'll see.
1: If they're just teasing me, it's unacceptable.
0: Especially because they're all (laughs) Black characters.
1: They (laughs) are. (laughs) They are. (laughs) Except for Cassie Lang.
0: Yeah. I just like, if it does happen, I just like can't wait for the meltdowns. Like, do you think people are going to like burn their box sets
1: of. I don't think so because I think (laughs) that, first of all, we're not DC fans. And second of all, um, You know, it's just another property. I don't think that Young Avengers will necessarily mean uh, that Avengers goes away. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's going to be an alternate universe thing.
0: Yeah. We'll see. I kind of like, or I would love like a West Coast Avengers. Just so Hawkeye can get like his own thing to lead. I just have, I've been wanting Hawkeye to like lead something.
1: I feel like what the MCU really needs is kind of like the Netflix universe. Like sub-universes. That are all still connected, but, you know, it's not as high profile. Mm. I, like, I think a Young Avengers movie or series of movies where you don't give them individual films, it's just that they, this is a team-up movie every single time. Yeah. And it's lower stakes, but just as fun. Like, yeah. I think that that could be really cool. And it's clear that they have the money to do it. Yeah, you know? I think
0: in a lot of ways it's almost like you're sort of like building up your X-Men like, you know, like the first exactly. X-Men movie X-Men movie was like, All right, here you here's Wolverine, and here's Storm. And then by the time you're at X three, you can like have characters like Jubilee. Right. And people are not like, What the fuck is this? You know?
1: Although well, Jubilee is let's huh. not let's not take away the shine for Jubilee. Yes. Original X-Men member and perhaps the most dramatic X-Men after Rogue.
0: I might have to agree with you on that one.
1: Rogue's Texas ass just fainting and hollering and hooting and all over the place in that cartoon is still mm. funny to me. <laughs> 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 um, oh, wow. but yeah, rogue it was dramatic as all hell in <laughs> uh, the in the cartoon. But um yeah, I think I think alternate universes is happening, and I think Young Avengers is happening. Uh, and I'm very excited to see what this storyline is. Yeah. I just need
0: both Captain Marvel and Avengers 4 to come out. That's, that's all I need.
1: Ah, <sighs> oh well. Well, you don't have to wait super long. Um, I think that that does it for the news and the nerdery. Uh, we've got some games to talk about. We do. And it's going to be a pretty deep dive into... Uh, most of them. So maybe you should drop some music. I can do that. So I just want to talk about Destiny and Spider-Man, but uh, you want to talk about PUBG, so let's do that.
0: I just wanted to give it proper respect. We did say we were
1: going to talk about it.
0: Did we? Um, we
1: did. I think we just said it was going to come out. Whatever.
0: So it came out, full release. Um, make sure you get that update. Make sure you put on all the Xbox One swag on your character, so that way they're just wearing white and aren't easily seen on <laughs> on the map, you know? Needs so all you, do, the help you can. Get, I, I could. Hey, I had a really good. <laughs> I sniped someone on the new map. Or they were driving away from me on a boat. It was amazing. I was playing with Tim. Tim has the clip. I have to get it from Tim because I was very proud of myself. And that's when Tim died. Tim died unfortunately. So I was by myself in the wild, and I had to use my card 98 to just take someone down. And I did.
1: Well, kudos See you.
0: Kudos to me. The new map is interesting.
1: It's very fun. It's very much fun. faster,
0: much fa- which is good for me because I like need the practice.
1: Yeah, because I'm not.
0: I'm like I said, I'm not great at PUBG, but it's like nicer to have like these shorter,
1: more intense rounds where I'm forced to shoot people. You know how they reset the settings every update. Mm-hmm. So I find that the defaults are actually much better now. I'm I'm doing pretty well every match.
0: Yeah, I I recently. didn't go back and tweak them. I don't really want to tweak them. Right now, I think once the training mode comes out, I'll have like a better. Yeah. I kind of like just want to get used to the default and be like, okay, this is what the standard is. Let me, you know. Right. Everything I think
1: feels good, you know? It feels a lot better than it normally does. Yeah. I agree. Um, there's a desync issue on the Xbox. Uh, Dump truck. Kudos to Professor Dump truck. I, I'm sure it was our impact. Um, but he had almost 150 viewers at one point. Yeah, <laughs> for the other night, which for him is a big deal. Prof Dump Truck on Twitch. If you have not already signed up, anyway, he's a mess. Um, we love him now. Anyway, the desync on Xbox is really bad. Let me just interrupt. What is desync? So desync is a multiplayer issue. Uh, most of the time, the input lag between your controller and your t v is infinitesimal, so your eye and your brain can't perceive the difference in time uh even though what you're seeing on the screen is slightly very, very like tenths of a second tenths of a nanosecond, I think something like that, hmm. slower than your actual input, but it doesn't matter uh because your brain can't perceive it. Desync is when the server um is So behind in terms of input lag Mm -hmm. uh, that you can actually notice it. So, for instance, you can be peeking from behind a doorway, shoot at someone, and then come back behind the uh, shelter of the door in PUBG, for instance. And then a second later, you'll be dead. And it's because when you were peeking, you got shot by someone else but your game is a little bit behind and so it didn't register the shot uh,
0: while you were peeking. Okay, so that's why Dump gets so
1: <laughs> Right. So, the other night Sometimes. he got shotgunned and okay. he was behind a wall but he was only behind a wall on his screen because his input was ahead of the server um, and so it was just it was pretty bad but there's also desync that streamers complain about a lot that is just they missed or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> so uh you know when it's it's the
0: desync it's like the evolution <laughs> of the game's
1: cheating man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um that's funny. So I agree with you. The the Sandhawk map is really fun. Um it's really cool. I am really loving the new guns. Um I had a QBZ and a QBU mm-hmm. at the same time the other match. Uh, The other day, uh, we came in second place, and I got several kills. I think it was four kills that I ended up with, which for me is like, you know, a pretty solid performance. Just because I'm usually playing with Dump Truck and uh, Steven, and they are really good, and they get a ton of kills. Mm -hmm. They run to the the fighting, and I usually run to a perch. Not a corner. (laughs) I run to like Sorry. a place where I can, you know, scope in and shoot. I recognize my limitations. I like to play support.
0: Fair enough.
1: Yeah. Support um, in the corner. But the new mm. the new guns are great. <laughs> um, they feel really good. Mm-hmm. They shoot really true. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think that I can go back to anything other than a QBZ Wow, for, for my auto-rifle needs. Uh, at least not regularly. That's going to be my new holy grail. And I think the QBU has less bounce than an SKS right now. So oh. I, I also prefer that in terms of sniping. But one other thing I'll say really quickly is that the loot is really good on Sandhawk. Mm, okay. It seems like I've... there's just more of it.
0: Word. I haven't really noticed... I feel like I get fully kitted
1: out fairly quickly.
0: Mm, I would say mildly kitted out, but like I'm the type of person who I'm like, I prefer like medium range combat. I'm not big on I need like you know a ten times scope and this foregrip and blah blah blah. blah, blah. This just isn't useful for me. Like I'm not like one to shoot halfway across the map regularly. So that's me. Yeah. We play styles. Yeah. I'm also not really great at very close combat
1: because i miss. <laughs> not good at long range combat. Not good at close range combat. Medium range is where I'm where you shine is where I shine hmm. um, on to the games that I'm most excited about and we will probably be spending a pretty good chunk of time with mm-hmm. you and I have both played Destiny 2 and yes. you and I have both played Spider-Man. Yes. Spider-Man.
0: <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> You're like when like parents say Pokemon instead of Pokemon on am Pokemon. Like, There's Pokemon. Pokemon? Pokemon. Pokemon. Okay. What are we talking about first? Can we talk about Destiny
1: first? Why do you say it like that? Because
0: I like I had fun with Destiny, but I low-key wanna get it out of the
1: way. <laughs> Cedric low-key has been dragging his feet with Destiny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because Spider-Man came out.
1: Can you blame me? Um, I can't blame you after what I played. But we can start with Destiny. Great. Um,
0: All right, so K-Dead.
1: <laughs> and... Spider-Man. No, <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert for Destiny Forsaken. We're going to be talking about the story. Um, I'm probably going to end up talking a little bit about the lore implications and what I'm thinking is going on. Ugh. Um... <laughs> We'll also be talking about some of the new strikes and uh, missions and weapons and things like that. So, Mm. if you are trying to enjoy Destiny Forsaken spoiler-free, then this is probably not the segment for you. And we will put in the show notes a timestamp for the Spider-Man section. Heads up, we will also be talking
0: um, (laughs) spoilers there.
1: Although, only spoilers up until where I am in the game. Because Cedric is farther than me. Uh, we basically did the campaign for Destiny together. And then I went hardcore into it. And he switched over to Spider-Man.
0: That's right. I was like, fuck this shit. I'm out. A great <laughs> song.
1: I had to drag him. Although, I dragged him pretty far, as we'll talk about. So, mm-hmm. um, the campaign in Destiny 2 is easily the best campaign that they've ever put together. Uh, Agreed. It is narratively leaps and bounds above the Taken King, if only because there's a personal stake in it, in the way that I don't think the Taken King was really personal for us. You know, we're expelling this invading force. And so, of course, we're like, you know, fighting for what we believe in, blah, 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 blah. But. I think all of Destiny 2 has been much more personal. The base game is about an attack on the tower. You know, the subsequent DLCs are not really personally driven, but um, I only kind of expect that from a main campaign. So for us to be really avenging Cade 6 in this and feeling the need for that vengeance... Uh, was kind of a tall order, and you know what? I felt it <laughs> by the end. I was fair like, enough, enough. "Fuck you!" <laughs> when I would kill some of the barons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's rewind. I would love to hear you tell the story of Forsaken.
0: Okay, so <laughs> it's funny you're making me do this. Um, actually, I will say this is like the first time I was like, "Oh, there's a there's a story here, and it's compelling," and I'm like invested. I don't know who any of the characters are. It's fine,
1: but yeah, they're uh, all Destiny One characters. I'm
0: just like, what is going on? But I think it was the first time for me to play. For me playing Destiny 2, I was like, oh, okay, something is important happening going on. And I can feel it. Hmm. So anyway, let's see. Like, how can I? All right, so Forsaken. Dun, dun, dun. So you go to the jail because all the prisoners are breaking out. You get there, and you're like, there's this woman, her name is Petra Venge. It's kind of weird that her name sounds like Avenge or Revenge. I'm just putting it out there. So you get there. Kate is like, yo, we gotta wrangle these motherfuckers up. Kate starts wrangling things up. You start wrangling things up. Everyone's flying around. Kate's being silly. It's a great time, right? Everyone's having fun. Then Kate drops this big old thing in the jail. Then it falls. Then he dies, but he comes back because he has the light. And then all these criminals that are like, psych, we escape because Pench Revenge found out it like, oh shit, these motherfuckers escape. They come out and they're like, K, you about to get fucked up. You're gonna get murked today. And case like, no way, dude. And then case like jumping around and shooting people and using supers and blah, blah, blah. And then he just gets knocked the fuck out by the dude with the big chain-heavy thing. And he just gets hit. And then homeboy, uh scary purple face. Oh, wait, sorry, but then this ghost gets shot, and then the dude with the chain is like, all right, I'm going to hit you through this wall, and he hit you through the wall, and Scary blue face is like, yo, you about to die. And he's like, any last words? And he's like, how's your sister? And I was like, oh, shit, I knew that was a line. <laughs> I didn't realize that homeboy <laughs> sister was dead, but I was like, she's probably dead. And then Kay got shot, and we found him, and everyone was like, So then after that, Savala and... Ikora got really mad at each other because I was like, We're not gonna avenge this nigga. And Zavala was like, nah, we can't avenge this nigga, we guardians, girl. Like, what you think this is? What you think this is? And Zivala was like, We are guardians and we gotta protect his homeboy. He was part of the light, and we're we're family, nigga. We family. So they got mad. They completely were on opposite sides. And then Zavala was like, Well, listen, homeboy, you can do whatever the fuck you wanna do. I can't support it. And I was like, Look, officially I can't support it. But this is where that nigga likes to hide. <laughs> So post up, find him, and do what you got to do. But I don't know nothing. So you go around, you find this homeboy. His name is Spider. He gets introduced by Petra Vinge. He's kind of creepy. He, you know, he's not really like your friend. You got to do shit for him, and he'll do shit for you. So you got to find some shit for him. And he tells you what all the barons are. And all the barons come out, and it's a little, it's a, they're all adventures. So you got to go. You got to merc all their asses. Got to shoot them all up You know, on this baron rock, this western... You know, tumblewees and shit. I like using my hand cannon for most of it because I was paying tribute to Cade and it was a lot of fun. And after all of that, I'm doing the most today. <laughs> anyway, then you kill all the barons and then you find Blue Boy and he's like, you know, uh, he's like, I'm trying to find you, sister, blah, blah, blah. But then you realize at the end that it was like this monster and then Homeboy gets eaten and we find out that homegirl ain't coming back. And then there's some more shit that ha- that's the main campaign. And there's some more shit that happens after that. But I think that's a good time to stop with the summary.
1: Hmm. I would give that a B B plus. Pl- what? What did I miss? <laughs> well, um, the the barons are not fallen. So, you okay. kind of missed explaining that Aldrin created these creatures okay. that are called the Scorn from feeding corrupted ether to. The fallen, the, fa- the fallen ether, and Aldrin corrupted it with the darkness. And okay. so then they turned into these disgusting things. It's a large detail, I'll admit that. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, the Barons are the leaders of these Scorn. Mm-hmm. And so they all collectively kill Kate. So we're like hunting them down uh, one by one. And they all have really unique mechanics in terms of their fights. Uh they're not long fights but they're very fun and very intense. I feel like they're perfectly appropriate for what it They're perfectly appropriate missions for what it is that we're trying to do in the game, I think. Um and then I would say that like the spider is a fallen. <laughs> so we're actually aligned with the fallen. Um, at least the fallen on the reef, which is now the second time that that's happened mm. in the Destiny universe. The first time it didn't end very well, um, which is the expansion where you're introduced to Petra Venge and really dive into Maria. I'm sorry, really dive into Marasov, the queen of the reef, and that kind of stuff. Also, you missed that you know Marasov is kind of throughout this whole thing. She's just in another dimension. She's dead, um, and right. she's trying to come back, and that's why she's well, using her brother.
0: That was the we find that out in the in the dreaming city. Right. So, so I didn't want to get into that part yet. <laughs> <laughs> so I think for the scope of what I did, I think an A- would be Fine. a more appropriate
1: you, You've you've petitioned the professor and and he's granted you an increase in your grade to an A minus. Yay. Um so yeah the 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 game ends before you get to the dreaming city but the dreaming city is where the story really continues. Uh, what I think most Destiny lore folks will find interesting is that there is a huge similarity between the Scorn and the Taken, to me anyway. Mm-hmm. So the Taken are just any species that Oryx decided to take, literally. Uh, and he <laughs> you know, turned them into these spectral... Monster type things that kind of act like they used to, but they don't really act like they used to, but they're not entirely different beings. The Scorn is the first time that Destiny has ever created a new entire species to fight. Okay. In Rise of Iron and Destiny 1, there was a modified version of the fallen that were infected by something called Siva, but those fallen were. You know, still fallen. Right. Scorn are not fallen anymore. Okay, um, so it's like the first time that they've updated entirely all the character models and added new villains to fight and that kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I, I think that that is in and of itself an achievement and really, really important and powerful for the future of the series. I think it's mm-hmm. it shows that they're not shy to actually add in new enemy factions entirely. Which I think is really important. I also wonder what the future of the Scorn is. Like in future Destiny expansions, are we going to have strikes that are about Scorn? Um, Mm -hmm. Because we don't have strikes about Siva anymore, but we did in Destiny 1. Mm -hmm. So it's very, it's a very curious move. I also think that the structure of the game is being set up to change there was this uh, trifecta in the Vanguard with Zavala, who is Zavala. Uh, By the book, as we you are guardians.
0: Him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. And then there's like Cora, who's very... We gonna get them niggas. <laughs> She's about that life. She's also very intellectual. She's, right. you know interested in knowledge mm-hmm. much more than Zavala is, I think. And then there was Cade, who kind of kept both of them together and in harmony. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing this split, uh, which is amplified by what we discussed in the bonus episode last week, uh, the new Gameboat Gambit, uh, mm-hmm. where we're literally collecting modes of darkness. Uh, and in getting to the Dreaming City, you have this artifact that you need to charge with both light and the dark. And so it's teasing almost this upcoming choice where maybe it's possible that Guardians soon are going to be able to tap into the darkness or maybe even choose a side. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're setting up Zavala as the light and Ikora as the dark. And we're all still in service of the Traveler, but maybe we're not strictly in service of the Traveler anymore. Um, there are just so many lore implications for Toland being in the Dreaming City, uh the fact that the raid boss is being very much set up as an Ahamkara, uh the the thought that Savathûn is somehow controlling Mara Sav and is really the one who is uh the big big bad for Destiny 2 um overall. There's just so much that they could do. And it's all vague enough at this point that we don't know exactly what's going to be happening. Admittedly, I have not read all of the lore um, that I've unlocked uh, or that has that is unlockable. So some oh, yeah. of these might be question marks for me that are not actually question marks anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I think that it's a huge step forward. It It makes it the hobby again. With all the grinding that you have to do to like get the right rolls, and now there's RNG within the rolls, and so it's not just getting the right armor piece with the right roll; it's getting the right armor piece with the right roll with the right masterwork, and it's it's that's awesome to me because it means that I can sink as much or as little time into it as I want. Mm-hmm. You know, if I can get to a power level where I can complete everything and I don't have perfect armor, I'm not min maxed. That's fine. Or if you want to grind the hell out of it and have every possible advantage so that you're fully min-maxed in your weapons and your gear, Mm -hmm. that's also totally fine and doable. Um, And I think that the balance that they thought they were hitting with Destiny 2, uh, the base game, has now actually become what I think they hoped the base game to be. Uh, The question now is, assuming that they are at least starting work on Destiny 3, if not already in the middle of work on Destiny 3, right. how much of these lessons learned are going to translate over because there were a lot of lessons learned from The Taken King and Rise of Iron that seemed to not be um, reflected in the base game of Destiny 2.
0: Or Yeah, I think, because like what you were saying was that like Destiny 2 was in development um, towards the end of Destiny 1. So I feel like, you know, you
1: were saying that in the like, middle they, of Destiny One. On the middle of Destiny One, Um so the same like, they, time that the big expansion for Destiny One came out, which is the equivalent to Forsaken now, they were already in development for Destiny Two.
0: Right. So, like you were saying um, in an earlier episode, I don't remember which one, that a lot of the stuff couldn't be implemented anyway because they didn't they didn't know it yet. It's so like now we're we're seeing the stuff being implemented in Forsaken now because the base game was being developed when everyone was making all these complaints.
1: Yeah, I definitely think that that Forsaken is a reflection of the Taken King and Rise of Iron and as much of the base game stuff as they could fit. I still think that there's base game issues that were created that need to be addressed, just like there are still issues that need to be addressed. Like, they have added a grind in terms of upgrading and masterworks and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's actually too grindy in some respects. Um Everyone has weapons and armor, but only a few people are going to have masterwork weapons and armor. Mm-hmm. And the masterwork cores are what allow you to either make a masterwork or um, upgrade uh, other weapons. Right. If you're not, upgrading it to masterwork, I don't understand why masterwork cores would be part of a requirement to upgrade a weapon or piece of armor. It doesn't make any sense to me that okay. that's part of the infusion cost. And I really hope that that is addressed. There's a few other currency issues, I think, um, that could make it a little fairer, but won't take away any of the grind, really. Mm-hmm. Um so there's still things that can be worked on, but no game is perfect. Right. And if you were waiting for Destiny to become, you know, really good again, uh, the time is definitely now to jump in. Uh, I said that I was going to wait to purchase it. And, you know, I think that I've certainly made the decision to do so, including the the year content. Wow. If, if the year content is going to be supplemental to this and as good, which the trailer makes me feel like it will be, then... I definitely think it's worth the extra money for all the time that I'm certainly going to spend in the universe again.
0: All right. Well, let's switch gears. Let's get into some some details. Yeah. Some big topics. The bow and arrow. Oof. Thoughts?
1: Um, ever since the Torque bow in Gears of War 2, I have been obsessed with using bows in games. Um, If you have a bow in your game, I'm on board. The only exception to which is Tomb Raider, only because I haven't played it yet, not because I have an exception for it. Um, So I was most excited to try the bow. Mm -hmm. Did it live up to the hype? (sighs) Here's the thing. It costs a lot of money to infuse, as I just was talking about. So it really doesn't make any sense to infuse weapons until you're really, really high light and like you're crawling, which is going to be about 520. I'm at like 510 right now. Mm -hmm. So I shouldn't really be infusing anything. I should just be using the drops that I get. And I have infused my bow three times. Wow. I fucking love the bow. That's, you really like the bow. It's the drop. It's the base drop from Petra. It's a reward for doing um some things as as par for the course of the story. And there are other bows, but this is the only one that I have. And holy shit, i I I love, I love it is so satisfying. But
0: elaborate on
1: that. Why do you love it so much? It is intuitive. It feels really good. There's just a sense of weightiness to it, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, like my my shooting style is that I don't aim with the reticle right on someone's head. I aim a little bit off to the side, or a little bit under, or whatever, and I kind of flick my thumbstick up to get it to where my hand-eye coordination tells me the reticle needs to be. I don't know why I do that, but that's how I, that's how I do it. Hmm. And for whatever reason, it works really, really well with the bow. Like, I can consistently get headshots on shielded enemies with very small hitboxes, no problem. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, it's just intuitive to me in, a, in, in an odd way. It's hard to explain. hmm I love that you don't have to reload it. Like, you know, you are you have to knock an arrow, but it doesn't really take that much time. Um, and there's always primary ammo on the ground, so you're never running out of arrows. Right. It's, the headshots in Destiny were already satisfying, but this particular bow has kind of like an after uh, burst when you shoot it, kind of like one of Hawkeye's arrows from Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, it just it just feels so good it's so satisfying alright you don't love it as much as I do
0: no I don't know I I tend to like more in Destiny I tend to like closer combat like I, I love shotguns I love hand cannons Um, I'm not a big sniper person Um, you know if I'm gonna shoot far range I'm probably gonna use like a scout rifle and that's where I feel like long range is where I feel like the arrow is most useful like I, I don't like using it in close range I feel like it's kind of like useless i
1: feel like such a fucking legolas badass when i use it close range
0: <laughs> i just don't like it because i feel like you have to pop more off because you don't have time to charge them as much yeah when you're close range that's true um and i'm just like not a big arrow i mean it's nice it's a cool weapon um i definitely did not infuse it at all i kept it for a while i thought it was like it was fun to play with in the in the campaign but like any like the public events and strikes and all that, I'm just like,
1: eh. You get it early enough that you can use it in the campaign for a while, but eventually it will get outclassed by blue drops that you get. Once that started happening, I was like, oh, I guess I'm not using this anymore. It wasn't like,
0: I need to have the bow and arrow.
1: Yeah. Hmm. There were a few times that I was like, fuck, I need to have this bow and <laughs> arrow. Um, also, since Gambit has PvP level uh, discrepancies enabled... So when you invade it matters what your level is versus the people you're fighting and vice versa. Got it. Uh so in order to, you know, be competitive with the bow in Gambit, you, have to you know, I had to infuse it, it. Um so that was one of the times that I did it, but I did it um at another point in the story just because I really wanted to use a bow for that specific mission. Um mm-hmm. and uh then I just did it recently because uh I wanted to. Um <laughs> I don't know I I I think that it works best at mid-range. Um, you okay. can basically use it as a sniper rifle, and that's part of the charm for me. Right. Uh, because I agree with you. I'm not a huge fan of snipers in the game. Even Whisper of the Worm, which you know briefly was the most powerful weapon in the game. Um, I mean, it, it still probably is the most powerful weapon in the game as long as you're infusing it, but who wants to spend that much money to infuse? Mm-hmm. Except for me. What does Leaper Stimulant? Bow. Yeah, so I mean sleeper is is definitely still really really important. It's very big in the meta for Gambit right now. <laughs> it's very frustrating. I
0: need to get I don't have one.
1: Yeah, you do need to grind it out. It's just a quest chain. It's really not that hard. And it was time-gated and now it's not time-gated anymore because the time has passed, so you could just literally grind it out if you wanted to.
0: I just it's like so frustrating to play Gambit with that one.
1: Yeah. Cause
0: then like once the invader comes in and they're like, I'm gonna just snipe everyone. I'm just like, can we
1: Yeah. Can we People not... are sniping with with uh, sleeper. Can we not do this? Um <laughs> I mean I think it's balanced really well, the bow. I think um I think it works in most situations. It it can definitely double as a sniper rifle. A less powerful sniper rifle, certainly. Right. Um but I don't know. I feel like I'm more consistent with it for whatever reason. I think again hmm. because of how I aim. Uh, it's much harder to pull that off with a sniper rifle.
0: Yeah, you aim weird. It's like an, I never knew that about your playstyle. That's weird. That could be a PUBG thing. Or have you always sh- shot like that? Because I feel like in PUBG you have to like lead a little bit and like, you know, your um, reticle might not. Especially since you shoot pretty long. You're used to shooting really long range in PUBG. Like I feel like. You know, you're not staying, uh, you're moving around a lot.
1: Yeah. Well, I I would say, um, I would say that I adapted this probably in Destiny, in Destiny 1, because it became an easy way for me to shoot hand cannons. Um, and I hmm. really like hand cannons. And so that's how I shoot my hand cannon. And it just works for the bow as well, uh, really well. Hmm. Okay. That's why that's why I have to aim down sights to you. I don't have to.
0: Oh, that's right. I forgot you meant. Because I, I was like one of the exotic. Um, sorry, no. One of the legendary upgrade. No, one of the legendary mods was for. Uh, I don't know extra damage when you aim at the hip, and I always aim at the hip. I'm very rarely aiming down sights. Right. So I, which you know, I've never like seen you play. Obviously, so like I think that's interesting that you're always you 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 consistent. You're like I don't need this mod because I always aim down sights and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I can't relate.
1: I only hip fire in an emergency situation. <laughs> that is so interesting. I'm always at the hip. I, so interesting. Even <laughs> close range, I don't. Really? Yeah, I mean, that's part of the issue with me on PUBG, actually, is that even in close range. You aim down sights in PUBG as well. Oh, Yeah. Interesting. No, that's why I can't stand your button layout where you have to double tap to zoom in. I didn't mind it. Cause I don't I because I don't like zooming. <laughs> I, I can't stand
0: so that. interesting. Wow, look at that.
1: It, you know what? It's funny because I I really entered the world of first-person shooters via Halo and you couldn't aim down sights in Halo. Um, and now I I just won't not aim down sights just never look back You're like
0: finally they gave me this
1: yeah. option <laughs> um so another topic to deep dive in i think is uh actually the the new strike uh the new strikes they are really really cool and there is <laughs> one that is an homage to an old destiny 1 uh game mode the game mode takes place in an arena um and there are multiple arenas, but there was one that was kind of like the arena, if that makes any sense. Okay. The final boss of the game mode, that's the arena where the fight took place. Mm-hmm. And as part of the strike, you do uh, one of the things that you would have done in Destiny 1 Uh in the arena, I'm I'm not going into detail just because you wouldn't know either, and so it just doesn't make any sense. No, to, clue. it doesn't bother. It doesn't matter.
0: But I guess if you play Destiny One, yeah, you're listening, if you listening, you if might... you're listening
1: and you play Destiny One, you dismantle some minds in the original uh, Prison of Elders uh, end game arena, and it's just very nostalgic. The villain of the strike is very nostalgic as well. Um, I love that there was a return to strikes that did not have a tie into the story. None of the strikes are
0: oh, okay because you were worried about that. So You're like, I don't want to get spoiled for anything. Can I do the strikes or no? Yeah, more? I
1: didn't play the strikes until after we were done with the story because I wasn't sure that the strikes were not just the the story mission bosses, which is how they've been for Destiny uh, two expansions so far. Right. All of the additional strikes, um, except for the PlayStation exclusives, have been uh have been just refurbished uh boss fights from missions. Mm-hmm. And that's not the way that it is this time, which is fantastic. Also makes sense because I think only one of them would really even work as a strike. Most of the story takes place as adventures. That's true. Which is
0: yeah, yeah which isn't um the case for previous.
1: Yeah, no. I mean there's definitely the missions team, but you know. some of the missions are not big, you know, three three bar, three health bar guys at the end. True. The final mission though where the the flying spaghetti monster <laughs> comes out, you know, maybe that <laughs> could be a strike. Uh and it's possible that it is the third strike. I'm unspoiled for anything that I haven't personally experienced and I have not played the third strike. I've only played two.
0: It's only been out for a week so
1: we forgive you. Yeah. Um anyway, uh they're just really there's really fun. Um and really good. Uh and you can now also play strikes individually, which I think is really um, you know, a, a good return to a Destiny 1 mechanic. Mhm. Uh, The last major thing I'll talk about is the bounty system. Um, There are now so many bounties. Tess gives bounties. Zavala gives bounties. Shax gives bounties.
0: You get a bounty. You get a bounty. Everybody gets a bounty. I love bread.
1: (laughs) Every planetary vendor uh, has bounties. And uh, that means that there's a lot of bounties that are specific to the new... Uh, landing areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dreaming City functions just like another landing zone once you unlock it. And so you go there and Petra's there and you know she's basically your guide to that and the spider is your guide to the Tangled Shore. There's a bunch of new uh, public events which are also very fun public events.
0: Yeah, the ones on the, the Tangled
1: Shore are a lot of fun. <laughs> and they are nothing compared to the ones in Dreaming City. The oh? Dreaming City ones are... Epic. Hmm. Very, very cool. Like Escalation Protocol epic? There is an Escalation Protocol in the Dreaming City called the Blind Well. Mm -hmm. I have completed it, but only tier one. There's three tiers. I'm underleveled for the Dreaming City. Everything there is like 520 And uh, when I was doing it, I was like 503 or something. Mm -hmm. So they were all skulls Mm -hmm. for me. And I was getting like two shot by everything. Mm -hmm. So I was assisting while other people were (laughs) doing things.
0: I got to say, though, um, with how they sort of spread out the leveling between the adventures, it was, I think this was like more fun for me because I was consistently underleveled. Yes. Like consistently... Uh, like getting the, the, like not completely too low where it was the skulls, but it was like mid level where you get the swords. Yes. Where like everyone was consistently a little bit harder, which I think made it way more fun. Cause like yes. usually I'm just, Destiny's just like, all right, you're just mowing down ads, you're just mowing down ads, blah, blah, blah. And like the fighting isn't necessarily like difficult. Right. And like I don't need it to be like super duper hard, but it was fun to like, I could still handle everything, but it was just like a little bit more of a challenge.
1: That's why I like the Divisions way of handling enemies. Because other than in the high end game content, there mm-hmm. are not so many that you can't handle it, but they're not easy to kill. You're not just mowing them down. Yeah. So it really takes skill and mastery of the game, or at least like a careful and steady hand in terms of how you're playing. Right. Um. And Destiny 2 Uh. After the base game, Warmind and Curse of Osiris, you know, you were overleveled from jump. Right. When you were playing those campaigns in Destiny Forsaken, uh, unless you were one of the folks that did every single possible thing in Moments of Triumph and you hit level 500, um, I'm sorry, you hit level 400, uh, you know, before Forsaken came out, you know, you were at a pretty significant deficit. Um. So you and yeah. I started at like three ninety. Um, I think I was
0: even lower than that. Yeah,
1: you were even lower than me. Um, I w- I was like three ninety something because I didn't get that uh vigil armor. Right. And it was difficult, and we had to stop at one point and grind for like a a good hour in order to hit <laughs> a level cap where it was even possible to complete, let yeah. alone you know just challenging. Yeah. So I I loved that pacing of it. It didn't feel artificial mm-hmm. uh, because the best way of leveling up was to do all this new stuff that you had access to. And so right. it was like a fun way of doing it that didn't punish you. Um, the new wanted bounty system is just very fun and engaging. And since it's going to change every week, um, I just think there's, there's so much depth that they added. Yes, and that's yes. what we have been looking for has been depth. Been, that is true. They said, you want a nine-foot pool? Well, here's a 12-foot pool. I'm
0: like, all right, I can't swim, but give me some floaties. I'll, I'll do what I do. Word.
1: Word. Um, I think that's enough destiny talk for now. Um, I can't imagine that we won't be talking about it every single episode for the foreseeable future. Maybe not every single episode. I mean, at least a throwaway if something cool happens. That's true.
0: L- uh,
1: yes. I'll be playing it every week. Fair enough. Let me put it that way.
0: I just don't want to scare off any listeners. Like, this is this a Destiny podcast now?
1: No, it's not a Destiny. We certainly won't be talking about it this much.
0: Yeah, no. <laughs> Maybe we will. It'll for be the back next up. episode
1: because of the raid.
0: True. It'll be back up in the in the home screen where it belongs.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that does leave us open to talk about um, Spider Man. Spider Man. The Podcast.
0: Spider-Man. This is fair use. Look out! (laughs) All right.
1: (laughs) Um, um, There has not been a good Spider-Man game since Spider-Man 2. We're in agreement on that. I think we didn't think we were in agreement, but I was just thinking of the wrong game. Okay. So we're in agreement.
0: So we're in agreement. So let me just preface this by We watched, I don't remember who put out the video. I think it was an independent creator. We'll have to link to it. I think it was GameSpot. Oh, was it GameSpot? Oh, it was GameSpot because they were like, in our. Yes. Okay. So it was not an indie creator. (laughs) Whatever. Sorry. (laughs) GameSpot put out like a history of all of the Spider Man games ever created, ever.
1: It was 45 minutes long. 45 minutes
0: long, (laughs) worth every second. Because there were a lot of games like prior to the Spider Man on PC that like I played as a kid. It was on PC and PlayStation. But my mom, remember the story? Oh, you played it on PC. Because my we had a PlayStation, but my mom went to the store and got it, and she got the PC version on accident. And we're like, <laughs> <laughs> like the Chrissy Teigen. I keep making this this Jeff uh, reference, but it is it is the face that we have. We're like, Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. um. So we played it on PC. Um, so that was my first Spider Man game, and then there was like a couple, a few in between that I never played. Then I played the ones that were for the movies, Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2. I realized I never played Spider-Man 3, probably because I was so disgusted with the movie that I was like, why the fuck would I play the game? <laughs> um, <laughs> and then there was the ultimate one. But I think that was that was the last one for me. Like I, I remember hearing about Shattered Dimensions, but I never like played it. I heard about it. I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, but I wasn't gaming that much at that point, so I never like got into it. Um, I think there were a few more games in between that. Some games that coincided with the Andrew Garfield version of Spider-Man. And apparently everything in between sucked. So I didn't miss anything. (laughs) And now we have this.
1: Yeah, I, um, you know, was not playing any of them after three either. Mostly because I just knew that it wasn't uh, a continuation. And my time and attention was, you know being paid elsewhere mm-hmm. um i also don't remember if they were all released for xbox because by this time i had switched and so True. i didn't even have a playstation and i'm i i'm not placing if they were exclusives or not um but i, don't,
0: I wouldn't i would not remember
1: i just feel like i was in hardcore microsoft land uh, during the 360 days, and if it wasn't a Microsoft Studio, like it was all Gears of War for me, it all Gears of all War, Halo, Halo.
0: <laughs> and if it wasn't like one of those two, you're like, what are we doing
1: here? Yeah, like I mean, I played a lot of stuff, but I I just never got around to playing the other Spider Man games. Um, the Noir one, the one where there were like multiple Spider Man, yeah, the Shattered
0: Dimension, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I I I probably paid the most attention to that one. Funny enough, there is a noir Spider-Man costume in the new game. That's right. Um, but yeah, I—I I, uh, this is my first real time playing Spider-Man for a long time.
0: Yeah, yeah. But so, like I said, we didn't miss anything yeah. in those 10 plus years.
1: Thank God. So you put almost double the amount of time into it that I have.
0: See, so yeah, I'm like a quarter of the way into the story um, so you're like, what, a half of that, maybe?
1: An yeah, but I don't know how, you know, it's been so long since single-player uh, games that count percentage completion. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how much of that was literally me going around and, like, picking up backpacks, which I did spend a pretty good amount of time doing.
0: Well, let's get into the, the story first before we talk about all the fun mechanics.
1: Yeah, so spoiler alert again. Big spoilers. Also, spoiler alert for Cedric. I have not done the Fisk auction mission. That's what's next for me. So I've played up until then in terms of the story.
0: Uh, I'm trying to think to fix the fix. Oh, the museum. Yes. Did you get to? Did you? Did you play as any other characters besides Spider-Man yet? No. Okay. So I know exactly where you are? Oh shit. Oh wow. You're farther behind than I. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Now the conversation can continue.
1: See, that's what I'm saying, though. Yeah, no. <laughs> the percentage thing means yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Exactly? I, don't,
0: I have no idea. But I was like...
1: Maybe I got more percentage points because I was picking stuff up and yeah. you got more percentage points because we'll you were into, progressing. Yeah, we'll
0: have to look into what um, counts as percentage. But whatever. Okay, so now I know we're in the story where you are, so we will only talk up to before the auction. Got it. Yeah, everyone should just buy the game. It's great. And that was the show... Yeah, that's the show. I'm gonna play the music. I'm gonna play the theme music for a second, and that's okay, it. we're done. I
1: guess we're done. We're done. Yeah. What is that? I, it was a joke. I'm oh. no kidding. Okay. <laughs> I'm confused. I'm just waiting for you to talk about the story. I know.
0: I was I was making a joke. It didn't land. Uh, it'll land with the music. It'll land with the music. Anyway, um, where do you begin?
1: Probably at the beginning.
0: Probably at the beginning. So you begin. With Wilson Fisk, beloved, I consider him a Spider-Man villain. Technically, I know he started off with Daredevil, but whatever. We see him way too much in Spider-Man games and I'm, and in comics, I'm just like he's a Spider-Man villain. Crossover potential. Anyway, Wilson Fisk is getting arrested, so you got to go up in there. You got oh, here. We go. Fight. I'm not going <laughs> to do another sorry. About this. <laughs> You got to fight his bad guys You with your friend, your cop friend. What's her name? Yuri? Yeah, Yuri. Yuri. She's cool. She's like, hey, Spider-Man, help us out. And you're like, all right, I love the police.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was my first critique. Yeah, right.
0: (laughs) And you help them out. You catch, you catch Wilson Fisk. You throw him in jail. And that's like the, the sort of domino effect, right? Wilson Fisk is like the big, Mob guy, he's like, you know, the big crime boss. So like, once it's like, like the like the Dark Knight. Once you take out the big guns, then like the crime starts bubbling in the underbelly of New York. And then, see, these- I don't
1: know that that happens in the story. I just know that it's going to happen because of what Fisk says.
0: Yes. So that's basically like, you know, you take out Fisk, and then everyone's like, oh my god.
1: And then I you- just really love that they were able to teach you so much of the game mechanics during one mission. And it didn't feel yeah. like a tutorial. It
0: didn't feel like a tutorial at all. I w- You jump right in to the story. And I, oh my God, the game looks great. I love that between the the cut scenes and the gameplay is
1: seamless. I really, really want to get the PS4 Pro to see what it would look like on my TV. I have
0: to ask, I have to see what when Chase gets it. Um, but I, I really appreciate that. None of it did feel like a tutorial. Um, It was like fun and not like very difficult from the jump. Like I felt like I could play the game as soon as I like started it. (laughs) Lucky you. Um. (laughs) Well, I also have like I don't. Did you play Arkham?
1: Yeah, I played Arkham. Okay, but on an Xbox. Right.
0: Uh, Okay. Well, yeah. Right. 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 That's
1: my issue is the controller. Yes. I don't own a PlayStation, and I have not ever played with a playstation 3 i'm sorry playstation 4 controller um the last playstation controller i played with was playstation 2 i find the thumbstick placement to be weird i find the d-pad placement to be weird and the buttons are not in the same spot and so on screen it's prompting me to do things and my muscle memory is seeing a color and hitting the wrong button. Yeah, (laughs) because I'm so used to the Xbox.
0: We got to get that $200. (laughs) Yeah, I (laughs) need to, apparently. That's the one thing when I was playing this, I was like, I kind of missed. I like Xbox controls because they're a bit bigger.
1: Yes, I think Xbox definitely makes a superior controller. I'm not complaining about the the, uh, gameplay choices or design in terms of the the controller or the buttons or anything like that. It's purely me struggling with the controller. Right. As a non PlayStation owner, yeah.
0: So that being said, even though I did feel like I could play the game pretty pretty well when I first started, it does leave room for you to fuck up, which is also good. Yes. Um, like the dodging mechanic, I was like not that great at it at first. Even like swinging around, like I would just like run into buildings all the time. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So like I'm glad, like I you know. Even, like, going back to, like, the challenging parts of Destiny's Forsaken, I appreciate when games aren't super-duper easy. I don't need to be able to, like, from the jump, be able to do everything. Like, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with, like, learning it and trying to get, like, little kinks and weird things out. Like, as I'm learning it. Like, I don't think I was, like, oh, I'm confident in this until, like, maybe hour three or four.
1: Are you playing on Amazing or Spectacular? What's the medium one? Amazing. Amazing, not spectacular. Yeah, I think easy is called easy. <laughs>
0: okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I don't know, it's funny. I've, I've been playing the game, and I think the spectacular mode, I think, is perfect for people who don't necessarily... Like, I when I'm playing a Spider-Man game, I don't need it to be, like, the most difficult thing in the world. I don't need to be like, oh, my God, this is so hard, battling, like, this horde of whatever. I'm like... It's the first real Spider-Man game. This is the first Spider-Man game that I'm like really interested in the story. Um, and I think the spectacular level is like a nice blend of like, here's a really interesting story. Here's gameplay that is slightly challenging, but it's also still a lot of fun. I find the combat a lot of fun in the game. I'm, I'm inter- I would be interested maybe on a second playthrough. I'm definitely playing this one more than once. What the spectacular uh, mode feels like. Um, but right now, especially once you start adding like the different move sets and all the and like all the perks and stuff, it feels really, really good.
1: Yeah, I'm just at the part right now where I crafted a new suit. I've added like suit powers and things like that onto myself. Um, I am very excited to see what kind of combinations and like uh, builds that you yeah. can make and and combine. I love that they are not tied to what it is that you're wearing. They're called suit powers, but you can switch them up depending on what the actual cosmetic suit that you want to wear uh actually looks like,
0: yeah, I was um really happy to see that i actually i thought at first that each of the like the suit power ups were connected to what suit you had, and I was like expecting like a destiny or a division where like if you had this perk on this one suit that it was, like, tied to the suit. But the perks and all the power-ups and stuff are just tied to you as the player. So that was, like, really cool to see that, like, you can look cosmetically how you want to look and then have whatever perks that you want, and they stay the same.
1: Yeah, it's like a transmog system.
0: Yeah. Which, I I, it's funny, I just was not expecting that at all. I was like, damn, like, oh, I will only want this suit because of the perk, but I don't like how it looks. Don't worry.
1: You can literally do whatever the fuck you want. Which is so very Spider-Man. I love it. The swinging and and the fighting in general is just it feels very Spider-Man. Yes, um, it is like a much more fluid version of Arkham. It's incredibly clear just how influential Arkham was on this particular build of Spider-Man. Yeah, I don't know if it's like Arkham was inspired by Spider-Man, and so ultimately this is like Spiderception kind of thing. Because um, I do think that the mob. The way that Spider-Man dealt with mob combat, even back in Spider-Man 2, is still very similar to what you see now. And, you know, I would say similar to what Arkham did. Uh, But, you know, that's a lot of games. There's, of course, only so many ways that you can interact with multiple bad guys coming at you. Yeah. Um, But it does feel very much like the combo system is kind of a direct descendant of the Arkham series. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is not a knock on, you know, what they did. I think they did it better than Arkham has done it. Um, But part of that is the limitations of Batman as a character and Spider-Man as a character able to do all the acrobatic dodging kind of stuff that Batman, you know, just couldn't pull off anyway. So Mm -hmm. it at least feels true to form. There's like a reason that it feels so much better because Spider-Man is so much better because Marvel is so much better. Whoa that did, <laughs> that <laughs>
0: descended that descended at a rate that I just could not keep up with. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: oh yeah, I went there. It's just, um, oof. the swinging it took me a while because I'm an idiot to realize that you hold RT. You don't just press R- it. Me, it's called R two on PlayStation. Whatever. You hold R two. You don't, like, just press it when you need. Yeah, It took me a little while to figure that out. And then I thought I was like, oh, this is a hack. Like, oh, this is me being, like, I am I hacked it. And then I was like, oh, wow. it literally says to hold. And yeah, I just didn't helped. read. I got
0: to admit, I think, because I remember, I don't remember what the swinging mechanic was for Ultimate. But I know in Spider-Man 2, it was the three button. It's like, one to shoot, one to release. And then the X button was used for, like, jumping and, like, acrobatics or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think I prefer this one. I think it is much more intuitive. Um, I like the zip feature from the gate. I don't think that was a, I don't think you could zip right from the jump in Spider-Man 2. You had to earn it, I think. I think you had to earn it. And then it was also like a two button combo. I believe. I don't remember.
1: It's a two button combo for this, isn't
0: it? For zipping? No, zipping is just X.
1: Oh, I'm thinking of the R2 l Oh, the, like the
0: perch move.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, the
0: targeted one. I'm just talking about, like, you're swinging, you're swinging, you're just zipping yeah. forward when there's, like, you don't have leverage. Um, yeah, the swinging, it's really good. I really enjoy it. I like, like I said, I like that it's can be clumsy. It's sort of like a, like a goal to, like, look really cool while you're swinging.
1: I know that you don't like that there's no penalty to, like, hitting buildings or falling or things like that, but I actually really like it.
0: I... And when I found, well, I think we talked about this when there was like no fall damage. I, there was like a certain finesse, I think, in Spider Man 2 of just like if you were like swinging really high or something, like hitting a building or like trying to like, if you had to go lower, a certain finesse and like getting down like gracefully. And I thought that was like fun. That's why I don't like not having uh, fall damage. I just think it like added a nice touch of realism or whatever to the game. Um, I mean, you can still do it here. I don't know. It's just like less fun of me to just like hop, jump into something.
1: Yeah. I think yeah. it would
0: have been nice if it was like maybe on the spectacular mode, there is fall damage. Maybe there is. We don't know. There isn't.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we know. So we know. <laughs> um,
0: but I'm not going to die on that hill. It's fine.
1: One thing else that's like related to the swinging is that I've noticed when he actually has dialogue, when he's swinging, you can hear that he is physically exerting himself in the dialogue, whereas when he's standing still or perched on the side of a building or whatever, you don't hear any strain in his voice,
0: yeah. the attention to detail in this game is like, is beautiful.
1: I guess that means that they had to record like all of the open world lines twice. He said them all normally, and he said them all like, Ugh, uh. <laughs> like or any like of that. the
0: any of the dialogue that had to deal with a phone call. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, or even, like, when he's, like, just, yeah.
1: I don't know that they make it like that when he's talking to himself, but um, I, don't, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't listened. But I think you're right. I think it's at least all the cell phone conversations.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, the details yeah. jumped out.
1: Yeah. In, in that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this might be a good place to say where there were not details. Namely, the layout of the city. Um, yeah. I I gotta say, I'm spoiled living in New York. I yes, understand that. Yes. It is not representative of what New York looks like. No. It's almost like it's the idea of what 80s New York looked like, and that's what they decided to go with.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I Like a one-to-one, you know, replica of New York City would be extremely difficult. Um, it kind of reminds me of, like, The Division's New York. Not necessarily in, like, how it looks, or, like, this detailing, but definitely in, like, the sort of weird scaling that happens.
1: Yeah. I think The Division is way more detailed, but it, it wasn't a one-to-one creation. I think it was, they said something like one to two. Um, yeah. Roughly half the size. This is not even that. Um, it's really big. It's just completely random. It's yeah, it's not really at all representative of what the city looks or feels like. And it is, you know, it's it's not, I would say it's maybe half scale. Maybe. Yeah. It's weird. It's yeah. definitely
0: weird. I think kind of honestly, I did really like how the city looked in that Spider-Man 2 old, old ass game. That's
1: kind of what it looks like. Yeah. Like an updated version of that. Yeah. I mean, I know that it's Spider-Man's New York. It's not supposed to be our New York. And there are things in it that are not in ours. But at the same time, it seems like lower Manhattan is way bigger than it actually is. Mm -hmm. And there's way less room given to some of the landmark areas. Like uh, Union Square is right up against some is right up against the church that's on, I think it's Eleventh Street. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that big church off Broadway. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's literally across the street from Union Square in the game because yeah. I did all the landmarks in Lower Manhattan. Of course, you did. Um, <laughs> and. I don't know, it just it's it's not throwing me off the way that uh remember when we talked about uh the TV show Pose and I was like, "Oh, it doesn't feel 80s to me because yeah, it's yeah, yeah. T- obviously taking place in a modern renovated city." Mm-hmm. Um it's not taking me out of the game that I don't like the city. Yeah. And I'm frankly not spending a lot of time on the ground, and so it's not really bucking me mm-hmm. too much. I think if if I was If it was like the division and I was on the ground and that's what they chose to represent New York, I would, that would be bad. I think that must be why they did it so realistically for this. I feel like you can get away with it because you're mostly just swinging, um, you know, around the huge police skyscrapers, apparently. (laughs) Um, One more complaint that I would say is that, you know, I have been using the camera a lot. The camera mode is is really cute that it's so easily accessible. I love that you can do it while you're swinging Mm -hmm. and like time slows down and stuff like that. They implemented it really well, except it's clear that there are only certain parameters for what counts as the subject being quote in frame. In missions and side missions, it's much more specific. Like, you have to get it from a certain angle, or it won't register. But in the open world, it doesn't matter.
0: So you're talking about, like, the—not, like, the free camera that's just for taking cute pictures of the game. You're talking about, like, the in-game.
1: Yeah. Take a picture
0: of this thing.
1: Yeah. I didn't realize there was a screenshot camera, like, in Origins. Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah. Or, like, God of War. Oh. That's where everyone's taking, like, the selfie—
1: Photos. Oh, really? I haven't. Mm, it's I in this. It.
0: It. It's, it's not. I think it's under the start menu, not the uh, the game menu. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, I haven't come across that yet. Cool.
0: Well, um, I. Isn't it, it's funny. I didn't notice like how off you can be until you started doing it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I literally took <laughs> the picture of like the top of a building, like okay. like the air vent, and it <laughs> it was like great.
0: Good job. <laughs> I feel like for the landscape ones, he's only taking the pictures to, like, calibrate his, like, map or whatever. So maybe that's why no one cares. It's
1: really about the geotag. I get it. Yeah. Fair enough. I still don't think I should be able to do it that way, but whatever. Whatever. Um, Also, you know, in addition to just some of the design being weird, like, when we went over to the bridge and it was not Not what that looks like at all. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: um, yeah. I mean, you know, it is it is what it is. Yeah, I'm not I mean, like I'm not upset about it.
1: Yeah, it's not going to impede my gameplay. I'm not. Yeah, I am surprised though that they didn't even try to do any of Queens or Brooklyn or the Bronx or Staten Island. Like, well, I feel like the map goes up to the Bronx, doesn't it? I mean, it's the entirety of Manhattan, but I don't think that there's any part of the map that you can play in in the Bronx.
0: I actually, I've never, I I haven't gone even up that far. Anyway, yeah. none of the missions put me there and I haven't like gone to do any other like, stuff. It's very so possible that we're not words entirely, far enough to know. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure where the map stops. So I can't even, I can't say.
1: Well, I did try to swing across the Brooklyn Bridge and it said It was no. like, you can't. You tried it! <laughs> it's a, a, please turn around.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you think this is?
1: <laughs> oh
0: my God. Oh, um, I think another criticism that I remember hearing when people were first playing this game was that like a lot of the thing a lot of the combat especially with the boss fights are a little repetitive Mm -hmm. or like there's only one way to do things. Yes. And I I don't mind it. Even though like that's true. There is only like one like it'll give you like you have to pull something down to like for whatever this villain or like you have to I don't know. There's like certain mechanics that it like forces you to do but like it's not the entirety of the boss fight. And it's a lot of times it's just like for like finishing moves. So that doesn't bother me. And it's, not, and then like, I find the combat very fun. So I'm never like, Oh, I have to do this thing now. Cause the game told me to do it. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of, it was made of a bigger of a deal than what it should have been. I don't know. I mean,
1: it's, it. it's a, it's a single player game. It's not, it's not The Division. It's not Destiny. There aren't different, like, loadouts for yeah, you yeah. to use. Uh, there's not a bunch of different approaches. Like, a mission is a mission. So, I, that kind of stuff doesn't bother me in single-player games. Mm-hmm. Is is that not how, like, the bosses of God of War are? Are there—oh, I guess there are loadouts in God of War. So, I guess that's not a good example.
0: Yeah, you can change your, your weapon.
1: Yeah. Um... I don't know. I feel like I've played a million and a half games, albeit older gen. Yeah. Um, but you know, this is a single player experience.
0: Yeah,
1: I it, it really doesn't bother me.
0: I mean, I, I understand. I get why the criticism was there, yeah. but you know, if just,
1: everyone was like the Fisk fight, so to spoil the Fisk fight, which is the very first boss fight. Uh, he's just kind of a brute, and so the goal is to pick things up and swing them at him, uh, to stun him, or you can web him and stun him, but the point is you have to stun him. Uh, and yeah, it's like a little repetitive, and if if that was every single boss fight was just you in a room being chased around while you web and stun, or throw things and stun, Yeah, I could see how that would be boring. But I've seen one other boss fight in its entirety. Um, I think it was Electro at the bank. uh, Or whoever is at the bank. Shocker, is it?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, I just captured Shocker. So I guess he breaks out. Um, Sorry. (laughs) No, I I mean, I knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the boss fight. It's fine. Like, you know, it's whatever. It's not It's not a story spoiler as far as I know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, there's like a bunch of pillars and, you know, when you get to the last one, then you win the fight. And you know what? Right. That's fine because it's still different. Uh, it's interesting and it's unique to that boss. Like I said, this is, you know, it's it's not like you're in a room with him on the ground doing the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sometimes what Spider-Man 2 was. True, <laughs> yeah, sure, true. Sure. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's that big of a deal, and I, you know, I think that a lot of single-player experiences end up that way, especially when the community figures out the best way to do something. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, it is what it is.
1: Uh, overall, I think it's phenomenal. Agreed. Uh, what I've played so far. Uh, excited to play more uh, today. Agreed. And, um, you know, I... I think you should go buy it. You should go buy it. I mean, if you don't have the money, you can wait until it goes on sale. Like it's not going to change your entire life, but it's going to be a lot of fun. It's a great experience. And I would advise you when you can to, uh to get it. Yeah. I agree. And we'll talk about it more as we progress as through the we, story. Absolutely. I mean, we'll both probably be finished by the next episode, right?
0: I plan on at least getting through the story. The one playthrough of the story. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm almost caught up to you in terms of percentages. Oh,
0: nice. Which is funny
1: because I'm way behind you in the story. Okay,
0: so yeah, it must be… But because
1: of how many side things I'm doing, mm-hmm. I am, I'm like almost 20% or something like that.
0: Now, yeah. we did take a break. You did play during the break. Oh.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, as as we're recording this, my neighborhood got a little rowdy, so. so. All right. I think that was a show. I think it was a show. Um, very excited for the next episode got some big things planned and uh, very excited to share it with you
0: yeah so thanks for listening as always subscribe rate and review follow on social media blah blah thanks. blah you know the drill yes <laughs> you should alright we will see, see you on, in two weeks step on my line sorry see y'all in two weeks
1: deuces bye
0: One last thing. I just... The music. Mm. It is S- great. It is... It's very Avenger-esque. It is. Yes. But, like, it's just... some. A lot of the scenes are like the music when you're, like, swinging around. Which also, another important part of the details, it stops when you're just standing there. Which I think is hilarious. And then it'll, like... As you start swinging, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Really, if anything, that this game has showed me, it has showed me that... Danny Elfman walked so these niggas can web swing. Like, you gotta pay him his due, Sam Raimi. You gotta pay him his due, Toby. Like, like that, at least the first two Spider-Man movies really just such an, in, their impact.
1: Yeah, you can definitely feel the score from those. Indies. It's just, and just the vibes the, it's
0: just, it's as much as I hate Spider Man 3 and as much as I think those, that trilogy gets shit on now, I think it just really paved the way. Mm, it was great then. Couldn't, couldn't, there's a lot that couldn't have been done without that trilogy. I agree.